Welcome to the Launch University Podcast, turning good intentions into reality in your career, business, and life. Here's your host, Kevin Jennings. Welcome to the Launch University Podcast. This is Kevin Jennings, one-fourth of the Launch U team, and I have the pleasure of being here with my new friends, Brittany and Andy Toms. Now, it is Toms, correct? That's yes. correct. Okay. I was like, if I'm incorrect, I will start holding over again <laughs> because I am I am in the business of saying your names correctly. They are the co-founders of C Spark Go, which is a PR agency that does social media and campaigns and all sorts of amazing things, digital strategy for organizations that, I mean, in my opinion, a lot of purpose-driven organizations that really want to change the world. And um, obviously, I'm a marketer as well, but it's it's always cool, first of all, to be around smart people um, and people who further along than you who can, who can I think, in my mind, you all might not see this, but you're already my mentors after just today. Um, just have an opportunity to see how far you two have come and um, and to see the, the team and the joy. Um, and so welcome to the podcast. Thank you. Thank you. We're glad to be here. Yeah, well, there's a lot we could talk about. Um, there's a couple of things that stand out to me personally. First of all, I mean, I think everyone would be really mad if I have a PR team on the podcast <laughs> and yes. don't let them help the listeners figure out ways to to build, communicate their stories and, and build buzz around what they're doing. Right. So we'll talk about that a little bit. Um, obviously, you two have an amazing story about how you got to this spot. Um, I don't I don't think either of you necessarily may have thought you'd be in this situation when you first, you know, were in college. And, and so I'd love to hear your story. Um, and then also... You do have a great team. I mean, I've had, I've had the, I said, it's been really cool to hang out here today, today with you all and, and some of your clients. And um, I feel like people need to to hear um, a little bit about how you two lead and lead well. But we'll start with your story. So how did we get here in this beautiful office in Athens, Georgia? That is a great question, Kevin. <laughs> and for one, it's very rare for us to be on this side of the microphone because usually we're pitching stories and pitching our clients to tell their story. But C-Spark Go has been a really fun journey. And to be honest, peeling back all of the curtains, we started the company for our marriage. Wow. So I was working for a public relations agency, and Andy was um, planting a church in Ackworth, Georgia. And so obviously the Sunday, Thursday, Monday, Friday schedules were conflicting as newlyweds. And Mm. we just felt like we were um, called to get out of the rat race a little bit. And um, we decided that, well, if we're going to do this thing, then let's move to the greatest city on earth, Athens, Georgia. And let's start our own company. Mm-hmm. So that was the impetus. I love that. It, it was amazing. Yeah. So as Brittany was saying, when we um, first got married, obviously uh, you can't see this through the radio, but uh, you can see it through uh, what I'm looking at. She's a beautiful woman. And I was like, hey, how do I get with this woman? This is awesome. <laughs> and so um, <clears throat> I was going to church and she was gone all the time. And then I'm all gone all the time. So uh, we just really did. We just prayed about it and said, hey, what can we do? And she has amazing talents. I had a huge network. Uh, let's figure this out. I want to be around college students. Uh, that's still my passion even now, uh, watching people uh, grow into what they're called to do. So we moved to Athens. We started C Spark Go, and our name is our process, C Spark and Go. And tells uh, a story. Tells a great story. And then we just kind of ran with it, and we did really great work. And as the work continued to grow, uh, it allowed us just to hire more people, and they got on with the mission, and it kind of grew from there. So a lot mm-hmm. of fun. Yeah, so here we are 11 years later, Wow. and we're sitting on Millage Avenue, 
for you listeners out there, which is a quintessential street in Athens, Georgia. And we have two offices here, the one we're sitting in today, with about 16 people in the building. And then we have a location in Atlanta, in um, East Atlanta, Grant Park area, and we have about nine folks over there. So wow. give you a little setting, set the stage for C Spargo where we are today. Mm-hmm. And your parents. And yes. we are parents. We have two kids, two boys, They Carson and Callan. Uh, Carson is nine, and Callan is about to turn seven next week. Yes, and Callan is kind of the, the head of the board. He likes the to go around, and he goes around making sure everyone's happy. Comes in the office all the time, gives everyone high five. They wash the windows. Uh, they wash the windows. Come um, on. Very, very intentional on that. That's how you earn their money. So, uh, yeah, but they are, they're great. They are balled in. They love it. Whenever we're going places, they're, you know, I can remember we would be at media uh hosting media or things like that and we have a baby with us i mean mm-hmm. we, we we've done it all like yeah. we wow. totally understand that side of it mm-hmm. so but they are as much as part of what we're doing as we are in their lives too so uh we always felt like uh, when kids enter your life they enter your life you don't mm-hmm. stop but you they enter your life and you keep going so yes. a lot of challenges bring but them with a lot you. of fun you oh. bring them with you man that's awesome well i mean i think i think um first of all i didn't know that part of the story that about how you all started and I, that that's that speaks a lot to everything I've experienced so far, just being around you two today. There's this constant reminder of intentionality um, that the two of you have. And so what I would love to do is, first of all, start with PR. I think people okay. want, want to hear that. Like, yeah. when's, A lot of people are listening to this podcast. They are entrepreneurs. They're entrepreneurs. They're nonprofit leaders. They're people who are starting something. Mm-hmm. And, and most times when people think launching, either thinking one or two things, it's the building of it, the manufacturing, the creation of it, the creative right. side, or it is the promotion, get the word out, people consume it, use it, buy it kind of thing. Um, I would just, because you all, you know, your tagline is like, you know, your story amplified, right, on the website. I, yeah. I, I mean, I would love to just kind of walk through, first of all, what what does what is this that people are trying to do, the story idea? And the second thing of what are some things people should be doing, considering as they're preparing themselves to launch? Mm-hmm. Very good. No, that's such a great question. And and we have brands come in the house, all sizes, you know, startups to large hundred million plus revenue um, brands that are impacting millions and millions of customers. And we always go back to the heart of the brand and why they started. I mean, story, story really give Simon Sinek reason to write books, mm-hmm. start with why. And so what need are you filling for your customers and how are you impacting their lives in a better way? And I really early in my career was inspired by the phrase that a brand is what other people say it is. It's not necessarily what you say it is. Mm-hmm. So we start our process with a PR client the C phase of our process, C spark and go, we start by unpacking what other people say about your brand, Hmm. because you're going to tell us exactly your why. And that's great. We want to weave that into the consumer messaging and what, and hopefully get across a sense of authenticity to why you started this organization or this business. But we need to first go out and interview people that it touches so who are your key stakeholders? Who are your customers? Um, and what do they say about you? So we unpack all of those things to kind of boil down three key messages that we think are true about the brand and that people need to know. And if they knew about it, they would actually 
purchase your product, attend your event, or sign up for your webinar, whatever offering that you have for people. That's the most important part. Yeah, I, I totally agree with what Brittany's saying. It's it's, it's really unique. And if you're listening to this and you're saying, well, I, I don't even know uh, who I am yet, uh, that's when we kind of peel the, the layer back a little bit and say, well, who do people say you are personally? So when you're starting a brand and you're beginning to look and explore this brand, um, you've got to be authentic to yourself. And so a lot of times we'll just ask questions to the individuals. You know, if your best friend was in this room right now, how would they describe you personally? And so we, we take that and then that's going to overflow into your brand. So it may not be, you may be in technology and you're like, well, how does that work? Well, the passion that you have in creating that's going to overflow to that technology. So we're, we're always looking at that and trying to uncover and look behind uh, the curtain. So sort of speak to say, what is the brand that you are, or you, you are saying personally. Um, and I tell people all the time that PR we're doing it every day. It's the way you dress. It's the way you talk. It's the way you look at somebody in the eyes. It's the way you shake their hand. It's how you make that person feel. If a person feels better being around you than when they before they got to you, then you've done a great job. And you should be doing that all the time. So your brand should do the exact same thing. Is when you have interaction with that brand, the stickiness is they're going to walk away and go, oh, wow, that made me feel good inside. And so it's just really human nature. And so that's kind of what we want a brand to do with anybody there around. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, that's fascinating. And so, so my follow-up would be, from what you've seen, let's say I uncover it. So, mm. you know, Brittany and the team help me help me figure that part out. From from that standpoint of the experiences, how do people measure that? How, 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 how do people start to even figure out they're doing a good job? Is it, is it more about going back to those same stakeholders mm. and getting an update on that, um, or or is it? some other thing that you all might use to evaluate to make sure that people are walking away saying I'm better because of the interaction. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. No, that, I mean, that's, you're speaking about measurability and that's the number one thing I think our clients ask us for. And the reason why PR still works today, because I'm of the opinion here of late, just noodling around this idea that everything is public relations. Mm. If you think about it, even your social media interactions with your customers, your phone call interactions, like Andy said, the way that you dress or answer the phone or, you know, shake someone's hand, all of those things give an impression. And so when we measure the effectiveness of the campaigns that we're creating, we're looking at visibility. We're looking at reach. We're looking at engagement. We're seeing true adoption all the way down to the bottom line. Are we helping you grow your business? Mm -hmm. Um, But then also being authentic to the brand. So it all starts with that, that C phase of work, which leads us to spark and creating ideas that, that are meaningful and that we think people are going to be wowed by. And then when we go, when we are in full execution phase, we, and, and much to the bane of our team's existence, I would say we send Friday recaps like it's our job because it is. We send a weekly email that measures the campaign's performance. That's awesome. And that is, it's huge. It's the reason why I think um, customers trust us so much because we are so bought into their mission and what their vision is to take their organization to that we want to report on it every single week and tell you how far we've made it to the goal. Wow, that's really mm-hmm. cool. Okay, so I do have one more question because yes. I want to transition to something else. If someone's trying to figure out where to get started, you talked about the stakeholders. Is there a resource something that they should be doing or you think they, they recommend that they go to or visit first? They're starting the process of uncovering their story. Yeah, that's a great question. I mean, 
I think there's so much online and we, our team is always reading PR daily and media bistro and kind of finding out the ins and outs of what, of what reporters are saying. I mean, I, I think Google's a fantastic resource for you. Um, I read several books, The Rise of, of PR and the Fall, or The Fall of Advertising and the Rise of PR by Al Reese. That was really early in C-Spark Go days. And um, I think there's a, a ton out there in terms of impressions and social media metrics and everything. But if you kind of boil back down to, I would read books on branding and books on public relations specifically over the social media because that everything is public relations and it's all about being authentic and touching your consumer in a way that makes their world better. Mm, I totally agree. I think one good exercise to do as well is go look at a brand you do respect. And this is just something I tell someone brand new into this is go find a brand to respect and go identify three to four things. What is the message they're saying three to four times over and over and over? And then look at the creative way they're saying that. Look at their social media, look at their digital platforms, look at what they're doing um, online and start just kind of exploring why are they doing that? Because that's fun. We actually give that exercise to some of our interns. We have them go in and, and identify brands and say, hey, what are they naturally doing? And then compare that to if you have the opportunity to experience your, your, your seeing. Because if it's not authentic, authentic, your consumer will see it in two seconds. Yeah, It's very clear and that that happens a lot. So I, I think it's a good way of, of, of kind of testing the waters with that. And I would say think big. Like yes. we love to think big. If, if we had no budget constraints and I would tell, you know, entrepreneurs just starting out, just imagine a world where resources aren't the issue. Hmm. And if you could do that, I mean, we talked about this a little bit before the podcast. If you can if you can work as a lean organization and you still have all of the resources at your fingertips to grow something really, really big and really, really cool that impacts people. But, you know, brands like Red Bull and REI, like there's so many great case studies out there that I think give you a, a mindset of large, wow, impactful, and not necessarily about their product. Yeah, yes. for sure. Yes, and that's for sure. The, that's the key. One, we had a client and uh, do this recently, and they continue to do it too. But this is something that in our technology age, we forget the personal touch. A handwritten note is king, and mm -hmm. I tell people this all the time. If at the end of it, an event or a, a, something you're selling or anything that you're doing, if you can do a personal touch, it is a game changer. So I, I always encourage people to do that um, because it just it's something that's going to get shared with their friends. It's going to be something that it's going to touch their heart. And I tell people in business, if you can go from the head to the heart, it's that's what you that's what you always want. So advertisement is going to get someone going, oh wow, I see that. That's neat. But then they see it over and over, and it moves, trickles down into their heart. And when it's in their heart, then all of a sudden you became you become an Apple fan. Uh, yeah. They've done a great mm -hmm. job with that. It's an ecos. It's all of a sudden you. It's all consuming. So that's and something that's really important. People buy from people. People give to people. Wow. So even in the mm -hmm. nonprofit setting or a corporate setting, it's it's your customer service rep. Rep. It's the person at the cash wrap. It's your development director. It's whomever those people are. Do they embody mm. these soft skills or these um, personality traits that are authentic mm -hmm. to your company or what you're trying to accomplish? Because people buy from people and people give to people. Absolutely. I love that. One, one of the things as well that I wanted to make sure I asked you both about, most times, in my opinion, from from PR perspective, you have a person who's really great at PR, you have a person who's really great at connecting with people. Both of you are great at both, clearly, right? But you know, so I, have a net, she's, I have a network. She has the skills. We came together. We did this as a husband and wife team. But your team's much larger than that now. And it's always fascinating to say, well, 
this is a skill that you two possess, but somehow you scaled. And so I would love to kind of say, well, how did you go about scaling um, and, and growing? I mean, the clients are coming because of the two of you doing a great job. And now you have to get beyond you to doing the very work that got people to buy in. And so I'm just curious about maybe some of the early days, some of the things you two did that really got, you know, what makes you unique and put into the DNA of an organization. Wow, that's an excellent question. I'm going to date myself. The law of the lid, John Maxwell. Yeah. Uh, so um, it's funny you say that. I, first of all, we're still figuring this one out. I'm going to be, it, I eat these books up. I try to find how to do this because I don't have the answer to this. I will tell you one thing that we have done that I feel like has been successful is that we are very intentional when we even start a staff meeting. We, we point to the, we our, our mascot is a dog. And I point to the dog and I tell them, this is not Brittany and Andy's company. This is our company. We represent this. It's about we. When you first start working here, the first thing we talk about it is we replace uh, me with we and all emails and everything we do. It goes from me to we and everything we do. Whenever you have a success in business, you want the I. You want it for yourself. But trust me, when there's failure, you want we. And so we're really big in that. And we say that from day one. In your first meeting with us, you're going to sit down and say, we're going to change the me to we. And it's about we. And so team's big here. And so what we have done is um, I've heard some wise people say this, and it's pretty easy for me. I went to the University of Georgia. I love the University of Georgia, but I just around on this is that I never want to be the smartest person in the room and that has been so intentional in everything we do wow. uh, we're always trying to find the smartest people in the room and get in the room with them um, and then I just want to pick their brain so very similar to what you're doing but if you're starting a company uh, my wife is brilliant at this we are constantly asking hey, how did you get successful? So we'll go meet with leaders and we will ask them tons of questions and we have a notebook and we're just writing, writing, writing. And then we'll share it with each other. And so- um, And share with the team. And share with the team. And we're very intentional. And we encourage our team to do the same. And all the way down to our interns, we ask our interns when they come here, give us one thing we can change. Your assignment for why you're here is to tell us how we can change something for the better. So we're giving ownership away as much as possible. So that's, that's one small thing. I don't know, Brittany, from your perspective. Right. I mean, I was, my initial thought was about surrounding yourself with people that are smarter than you are. And I think we have always looked at our hiring process as, you know, looking for the bet, the right person in the right seat all the time. And um, we hired, we adopted Bill Hybels' model early, I mean, really since day one character, competence, and chemistry. So those are what we would say are three C's of hiring character, competence, and chemistry, but we added a fourth C and it's calling. Hmm. And sometimes the calling, it may be, you may think that word is super spiritual word, but it also just is the drive and the passion and the desire and the want to. Mm -hmm. So do you want it? Do you want to work here and tell the best stories in the world with the best people in the world? You can be a person of character, competence, and chemistry, and we will celebrate you if your calling changes and it's not here at C-Spark Go. It's at a different brand or it's at another organization. We want to celebrate you in what God's called you to do. But at the same time, if you're called to be here, I mean, those four C's are through the roof. And as long as we keep those type of people on this team, I think we'll continue to see our culture grow and our team grow. 
and hopefully our business grow. Absolutely. And one thing on that, what we love too is within our DNA on the calling side, we always tell them, hey, we never want to come to you and say, we think your calling's changed. We want them to come to us and say, I think our call, my calling's changed. And what that does, has done for us is open up a ton of transparency within our organization. Mm-hmm. So we can have those days and we can have those conversations. So when we do our reviews uh, on a quarterly basis, we'll sit down with them and I'll just ask them, hey, we'll, we'll rank every area, character, comments, chemistry, and calling. And then calling, if they're at, if they're at a six, I'm going to say, hey, what's going on? Tell, talk to me about this. And it's amazing how that opens it That's up. That's so cool. So it really, it it really helps us. It gives people permission to be where they're at. And mm-hmm. we're, we don't want them to pretend to be somewhere where they're not. I mean, we really want to be a launch pad for people's mm-hmm. careers, even if whether it's here or not. Um, and I think, too, growth is a byproduct. So growth is a byproduct of having these great people on the team and us focusing on getting better. It's true, Kathy, get better before you get bigger. Wow. Well, you said the magic word for the perfect segue, and that was Launchpad. Mm. Um, so that's the, that's the third time today. Obviously, we talked about the word Launchpad. And it was first brought up, and as I, you know, when you mentioned me, Brittany, yeah. before we recorded, hey, we want this place to feel like a Launchpad. But that was actually you saying that phrase in relation to the fact that Andy uh, kind of taking me on a tour of the, of the office and let me meet the team. I saw a lot of people who, who were also kind of groomed and developed within the organization, uh, interns who had become team members, team members who got promoted to other positions. Um, and and I was like, wow, you clearly have a really strong system. I mean, and even broke out um, the in- interns notebooks that says you are the best of the best of the best. That's um, right. <laughs> you know, because you all have so many applicants for internships and can take so few. Um, and to me, I just I just saw system and I got so excited like whoa what are they doing here that's so cool, That's um, cool. but I but I would be I would love you to unpack a little bit more about some of the decisions you all have made things you've tried that worked maybe didn't work so that you could kind of lean into Andy's heart your heart to to serve you know college students and help them find their place in the world but also serve your business because clearly you're doing both and doing them both well. Mm. Well, we, I mean, I don't know if we can take any credit for the systems, but some of those great people that we've hired, they are systematic people that have <laughs> processed out our internship program and made it the incredible system that it is today. But oh, anything that you No, absolutely. It's, it's funny you say that. So necessity, especially you're starting a business right now, necessity, if you lean into that, sometimes is going to be your biggest strength. Mm-hmm. And when we started C-Spark Go, we had no money. Like mm-hmm. many people listening, we did not have someone investing in us we had nothing and being debt-free was very we didn't important even take out a loan. yeah being debt-free was very important to us so we said hey what can we do with our god-given talents what resources do we have around us to fill a need and we said hey there's this great university behind us wow. let's create an amazing internship program that we can pour into by the way they can get class credit we discovered so therefore we're it's not a paid position so all of a sudden hey there we go find a need and fill it business 101 we were able to do that and then as we began doing that over and over our heartbeat for truly genuinely loving people and seeing them become a launching pad and have success we couldn't offer them anything else so we said hey let's figure out a way to pour into what you're doing well that's who we are that's our that's genuine we care so much about our about the, the students who come through this organization well, and the it great grew. thing the great part for the interns themselves is because we were 
were a startup even 10 years ago, they were getting real world experience. They were not making coffees or going on coffee runs or anything that was, that I would consider grunt work because we were doing the grunt work too. So they were fully immersed in business day to day. And Mm -hmm. there was, I mean, the organization has been really linear for a long time because we're all in the trenches together. But yeah, the interns, have out of necessity, we've built an apprenticeship program, which is kind of next level internship. It's where we tap you on the shoulder. You've done an awesome job at your semester here. And there is opportunity for paid positions beyond the internship, even while you're still in college. Mm-hmm. And then beyond the apprenticeship, we started a one-year project coordinator tenure where people could stay on post-college for that for that first year, which we all know is so difficult transitioning out of college and into the real world. Well, if you've spent six or nine months at C-Spark Go and you know us and you are fully bought into uh, the mission and vision here and the way that we serve clients, then we want to give you an opportunity to use those skills and put those skills to work for a 12-month period. Everything has just kind of built upon each other. And I think when you're starting out, necessity really will drive innovation. Um, but you'll, you surround yourself with really good people and smart people that have the want to, and the got it, the get it factor, then, um, the sky's the limit. And just to piggyback on what Brittany's saying, it's, it's really neat. What I got more excited about anything is when we brought on a young lady to, to help us with our internship program, not just for that, but for other areas, but we had done it just out of necessity. And mm-hmm. she came around and says, well, Andy, I got some ideas. Brittany has some ideas can I run with this? And you talked about earlier, what does it mean to give things away? We didn't give a task away. Brittany talks about this. We didn't give a task away. We gave responsibility away. And we gave the responsibility to, a way to say, hey, build a system. And she came back, tweaked it, made it 10 times better than Brittany or I could ever do. And now it's really thriving and it's 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 been phenomenal. So we just love that. So, so. if anybody listening wants to be an intern at CSparkGo. <laughs> Email jobs at CSparkGo.com. Email jobs at CSparkGo.com. <laughs> and, and, and I think that's incredible. I mean, like I said, it's, it's, it's so apparent, you know, like I said, being around here. The, one of the questions I have is really just, what took place to help both of you get here? And, wow. and you know, and like, I mean, you know, cause I mean, I, like I said, we talked about this before we recorded. You know, when you look at people's success stories, they're rarely linear. I mean, like you know, this this was this was a decision you two made for the sake of your marriage, which I think is one thing. Starting with such a cool foundation of why you did this, um, but also there's this reality of that. You know, Brittany mentioned it before. Hey, leadership can be pretty lonely, Fair. and and you know, there's a lot of things. This is all on the job training. I think uh, Brittany said, um, like building a plane while you're already in the air, right? And, and so, so once again, I always love to hear just maybe one story for each of you that really stands out and says, hey, this is a critical pivot moment for me personally. This is how I'm going to have to adjust or change or adapt to share the responsibility and become the leaders you two have become today. Hmm. You go first. Well, I, you know, what hits me when you say that is a lot of people ask, what's, what's your five-year goal or what's your five-year plan? And when you're a true entrepreneur and you're just starting out, I don't think you have a five-year goal. Mm-hmm. I think your goal is, you know, make it to the next month or do a really great job on this work that's in front of me. And so we've, we've believed in that cyclical pattern of do real, doing really great work leads to opportunity to do more really great work. And so we really grew with that mindset in the early days. However, someone challenged us at about year four, maybe, and said, do you want to be a baker or do you want to be a bakery? 
Mm. Do you want to have bakeries that are that are scalable? I mean, that was before I think the word scalable had entered our heads. And we thought we had to make that decision yeah. as entrepreneurs. Do That's we want to be a baker and we just keep baking bread and, and serving it? Great bread, yeah. best bread Yummy in the world. Bread. And give it to the people. Of course, now everybody's gluten-free, so that doesn't work. <laughs> <laughs> but yes. that was yeah. the challenge yeah. to us. And we really prayed about it and felt like, the calling that we both have is to build a bakery, build a place that people can scale and, and become even better and take it to new places that we could never take it to. Absolutely. And I think, Brittany, during that time, too, is we were very fortunate enough to where her parents are entrepreneurs, my parents are entrepreneurs. That wasn't intentional. Yeah, we but weren't scared. We weren't scared. So, um, wow. well, let me, let, me re- let me rephrase that. We were terrified, but we were going to still do it. <laughs> and uh, yeah. so, and we still are still times terrified. But I will tell you a book that had a, lot, a huge impact on me, and it's 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 old school again, uh, dating me who I am, but is Kiyosaki's uh, uh, Cash Flow Quadrant and uh, Rich Dad Poor Dad. And he just talks about the how you can become a business owner, um, be self-employed, and he, he breaks that down in a very systematic way of what does that look like. And as an entrepreneur, you're the janitor. Um, you're also going to be the guy who cuts the grass. You're also going to be the guy who's pitching the business. And so um, one thing we did, and actually it was through Andy, listening to Andy Stanley talk about this, is that we wrote out kind of what would an organizational chart look like, and our name was in every piece, but how do we replace those names systematically? and take our name out of those and place other people who are smarter than us, more capable than us in those spots. And as we did that, that's when our organization began to grow and change very quickly. So what Brittany was saying is exactly right. We said, hey, we want to be able to scale what we're doing. And the only way to scale that is to either scale our technology or scale our people or do both. And so that was how we had to replace ourselves in every position. And that's kind of been our goal. We're in in decade two, so it's a whole new mindset now. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, no, I'm, well, well that, and I think you kind of led me to my perfect, I feel like, closing questions. And that is, one, what's one thing each of you would have loved to do differently or at least tell yourself, you know, I, I mean, you can pick, and obviously over, de- in, over a decade plus, you probably have multiple moments you might decide something. But just the first one jumps to your mind, like, hey, if I could go back at this early part or this mid part, I would have told myself this or done this differently. Yeah, and I think we can all learn from from your wisdom in that regard. So both of you, I'd love to hear one thing. I would say enjoy the ride. I will tell you, I'm a type A personality. Mm -hmm. And so you can probably pick up through even through the sound right here. Brittany's outgoing, personal. Me, on the other hand, I am very focused. Focused. (laughs) (laughs) So enjoy the ride. And what I mean by that is, listen, you're going to be all right. You're going to make it. Uh, You will make it. Um, You're going to have challenges, but it's not failure. Uh, mm-hmm. You're going to have setbacks, but it's not failure. A dear friend of ours told us one time, he sat down with us and he said, hey, listen, if you're ever climbing a mountain, you got to get to the top. On the other side of it, there's a valley, but you got to get to the next mountain. So sometimes you're in between the mountains and you're in the valley, but enjoy the valley because it's a lot of fun. You can get some rest there, but you're going to have those failures in life, but it's they're never going to stop you. Um, wow. we, we tell our team all the time, a stop sign is a yield sign. Just don't do that with the police. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, but so that's that's something for us. But enjoy the ride. That's great. I love so. that. Yeah, I think um, you know persistence over time and and staying the course and I, it's never been hard for me to enjoy the ride because I typically am pretty positive and joyful anyway. But I, I think there is surrounding yourself. I think we are successful because we have each other. If it were just my crazy scatterbrained ideas and PR background, like it, 
there could be great things that have come out would have come out of that, but we would not be as sustainable, as healthy, as financially solvent, and as what wise stewards that we are as a, as business leaders without Andy. And so find find the person. It doesn't have to be your spouse. I mean, we that just happened to be our story. But find someone, whether it's a business coach or a mentor and go ask and seek advice and lay out your business plan, write a business plan. I think it's really valuable to actually write down your goals and see what, what could be, and then run it by someone, but you need that yin and yang. And, and I think that's been really, really a true blessing in our lives. That's incredible. I'm like I said, I'm, I, I am fans of both of you and fans of your team. Uh, you have completely won me over in a, in a really cool Thank way. You. That's true. And I'm, I'm really honored to have you on the podcast. Um, so if people want to, first of all, learn more about you and the organization, where can they go? Cspartgo.com. Okay. And then the other thing I would just love to say, like, for people who are still trying to learn was it more about maybe when it's time for them to engage an organization like yours, if there's an ideal time period, how do they know but when it's like, okay, I need to reach out for help where they where they know where it's time to kind of say, yeah, it's time for me to raise my hand and say my organization needs the help of an organization like C-Spark Go. Yeah, I think, you know, establishing your brand first, you know, what is your why and, and do you have a proving concept? I think after you've done that, it's the time it's time to come to a firm like C-Spark Go. And there's levels along the way too to get here, but once we get a brand at a, we get it at a certain point and we realize that we're kind of holding someone's baby in a way and that they're entrusting us with something that they've built. And so we want to really steward that story super well over the next you know 5 to 10 years. We're looking to be an extension of a marketing team whether that's, you know, huge fortune 100 company or startup that has you know 20 employees and just hit a million bucks we want to help those come alongside those those brands and amplify their story through public relations traditional media own social media channels like your like your blog or your podcast or your Twitter handle, which I still like Twitter. I'm still a fan or your paid digital strategy. So what kind of digital ads do we need to put behind to really amplify that message? So when you get to that point, definitely give us a call. Awesome. Well, once again, Brittany, Andy, thank you so much for today. Thank you for hanging out. Um, So if you're listening to this podcast, what I would love for you to do is to subscribe. If you enjoyed this conversation, um, we'd love for you to go to iTunes or I'm sorry, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, uh, Stitcher, and tune in and subscribe. Um, we also, we have, we're doing you a favor. I mean, they've mentioned some great resources, books today that you may be trying to remember what the name of that was. Well, we've done the hard work for you. If you go to launchuniversity.com, that's Y-O-U, the front of university, then we have already a summary of this show. And we'll have links to the books they mentioned. We'll have links back to their website. Um, and, the, and so you can always access some of that there. So if you're in the car, be safe. Don't worry about it. We've got you covered. Uh, third thing, we'd love for you to write a review. Um, let us know how we can improve. Uh, we believe that feedback is your friend. And so we would love the opportunity for us to uh, grow uh, from what you might be getting 
from this and how we can improve it for you. And the last thing is we are now accepting questions from the audience. So if you have a question, you go to launchuniversity.com forward slash question. We have multiple ways you can leave a voicemail, send me your question to us. If the question is about PR, who knew? You might actually have your question answered by these two incredible people today, as opposed to having to pay for their time since they're so generously giving it to us on this podcast. But our goal is to make sure, once again, that you can grow on the go and that you can go from being a go-getter to becoming a difference maker. And that happens when you have a plan and the right tools and principles to help you launch well. So thanks again for listening to the Launch University podcast. Uh, We hope to have you join us next time and take care. Thanks for listening to the Launch University podcast. We hope it's helped you move from go-getter to difference maker. Be sure to subscribe on iTunes and leave a review. For more helpful resources, visit launchuniversity.com.